0: Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. So, by looking at the title, "What's Love Got to Do with It," I know some of us do think about that—that—that that, that Tina Turner song, right? <laughs> Bless her heart, she she did go through a lot, and but over on the Kingdom side, we got to think about what does love have to do with it, right? If we were to answer that question. In one word, we probably could say everything, right? It's, it's how we talk. It's how we, we treat each other. It's how other people recognize us uh, as, as believers. When God first began to, to open this up for me, uh, I was in my classroom. And don't get me wrong, in, in, as an educator, there are times where we're able to help students. Uh, we're able to guide. I'm, al- I'm often able to kind of sow the word. Sometimes they don't know it, but I can sow it into them. And there's times when this okay, this is a good day. But at the time when God opened this up, it really wasn't a good day. (laughs) That's what's funny about it. Um, Some of you guys may not be familiar with this. There's something that's called, what, what kids have is ODD. It stands for Oppositional Defiant Disorder. And the meaning of it is exactly what it sounds like. They're defiant, they're disorderly, you can't make them do anything. And this particular class I had, there was one that was diagnosed, there was some that probably just hadn't had a diagnosis yet. <laughs> but I was, I was in there dealing with, dealing with that. And I remember in the midst of that, I, I heard God say, that's how everybody treats me. And it, it, caught, my, it caught my ear and my attention. I said, God, really? He said, I tried to talk to them people in the church out of the church. They're defiant. They don't listen. (laughs) They do what they want to do. But he was showing me that he still loved them through it. Because if I was honest, at that time when I was dealing, I didn't feel any love. (laughs) I did not feel the love. I was ready to to cast this person out. But the Lord was telling me that through, through it all that through the defiance, through the disorder that his that his love was still there. So it made me kind of just just think about that. And for me, sometimes I have to just think about just God's deity. Cause when I think about his deity, it reminds me of my humanity. And and I'm able to decrease in that. And knowing that I'm I'm nothing without him and anything that I am, it is because of him. Amen. So when he when he spoke that to me, I just began to just just think about that. And I began to have kind of questions about okay God what does love look like how am i supposed to operate in that how can i love my enemies what does loving my enemies look like so these were things that i began to kind of just talk with God and i researched the scriptures and uh we came out with this message let's go ahead and go into the word with this one man let's go to Luke 10 and 25 the word of God says, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, teacher. What shall I I do to inherit the kingdom? I'm sorry, inherit the uh, eternal life. He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with with all your mind. A, A lot of us those of us that worship in, in spirit and in truth and, and really understand where our help and our strength comes from, and, and, and we know that we're nothing without God. This, this first one, we're, we're okay with. We can press forward, we can, we can take on that one, and, and, we, and we're okay, right? But this next one, it says that you should love your neighbor as yourself. This one's kind of interesting, because if, if we could love our, our neighbor as ourself, there really wouldn't be uh, any 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 comparisons. They wouldn't really uh, be any any um, feeling less than. We, w- we would all we would all be equal. We could really rejoice when when others rejoice if we were uh, loving each other. I mean, loving the, uh, others as ourselves. We had a conversation. Um, this is a, a couple weeks ago where you know how you hear those uh, commercials. They talk about how much the lottery is up to, right? And we got to thinking, like, man, it would be nice to, to to have that that money. But then as we were talking, we kind of thought about what would come with that, right? The, the people that would show up and, and say they were family members, you know. The, the, right. the, pe- the, the people that really they wouldn't be happy for you. The people that would talk about us because we wouldn't do what most people would do. The, the houses and boats and cars and stuff, that wouldn't be our, our first move. So we know we'll be talked about and, and we began to, to, to get kind of sad and, and to be kind of uh, uh, downtrodden with that uh, because we know that that would be something that we, we had to face. And actually my wife went through a, a situation like that. Um, she won uh, some, some money on, on a job. This was a, a little while back. Um, and to win it, she had to, she ha- actually had to go through something <laughs> to get her, her name in, in the hat. She had to, it was an attendance kind of bonus thing. And um, she had to go to work in the snow, and she had to flex time and all this stuff. And, lo and behold, she won it. And you wouldn't believe the amount of people that, that talked about her and dolled her out. And, and I'm like, and it wasn't, I'm just going to put it out there. It, it, was, it was a grand. Yeah, it, it's, I'm thankful for it, um, um, we we're grateful for it, but 1000 going is not going not gonna to change your tax bracket. Let, let's let's just be honest. So we already knew if if, if we would to hit the big one, we know we would be in trouble. glory be to God. Let's go ahead and <laughs> keep going in this and he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. but he wanted to to justify himself said said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves uh, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down the road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a a Levite, when he arrived at the the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Now what's interesting here is that the, the people that, Jesus' name. He didn't say a, a tax collector or a, a prostitute or something of like that. He named the priest uh, a, a Levite. These were church folks. These were church folks that, that walked by this man. But a, a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he's, he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think uh, was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he was he who showed mercy on him. Uh, So a couple things uh, about this one. Uh, the, the person, what comes to mind is that the people that were, were chosen, if, so if it was a stranger on the road, you would automatically think, okay, yeah, I should help him. But what if that was a murderer that was laying by there? kind of changes things, right? Uh, what about a, a child molester? If you knew that was the, the guy that was laying down there was a child molester, it would kind of change uh, your viewpoint, right? Even me as a black man, if I was walking up and I saw a Klansman laying down, I would have to think twice. The first thing I would think about would be, is somebody gonna jump out of the bushes? This is an ambush (laughs) to set me up. (laughs) What's going on? I wouldn't necessarily automatically think to help this man. And it it might seem a little far-fetched, but according to the word, this was a, a Jew and a Samaritan. They were at odds anyway. Right? They were at odds, so it's not really that that far-fetched because the Samaritans were a mixed race and they had this animosity uh, between that. And the next thing that, that stood out, I said the one that, that had mercy. Right? So I had to look up and kind of think about what was what mercy was. And all the definitions for mercy uh, gave examples like if you committed a crime and uh, you didn't go to jail or if you uh, committed a crime and, and your sentence was lightning. So in, in other words, to sum it up, Mercy would, would be not getting what you deserve, right? Grace is getting something that you uh, didn't deserve, but mercy is not is not getting what you, what you did, what, not getting what you do deserve. So showing mercy is showing love. So I had to apply that in my own in my own life. When that car pulls out in front of you and goes two miles an hour. Right, showing mercy, showing mercy on them, not not acting up, not not let them let them know where they rank at, if you know what I mean. Right, so we had so showing mercy uh, is a is a way of of showing love. Right, God says it like this. Right, Luke six and thirty two says, but if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who, who love them, and if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is, is that to you? For even sinners do the same, right? So God is saying that in this, this love game that we, we've got to up, up our game a little bit, right? Because if we're set apart, if we're a, procur- a peculiar people, our standards should be higher as far as the love that we give. It shouldn't be based upon what somebody does or how they treat us. Right. We should be able to give them love uh, regardless of of how they feel or what they what they do. Right. If we're going to operate as in uh, what the standard of what the Lord says. And so this love thing really, I started kind of searching out the scriptures on this as well with those two that he summed up. Loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your, your might and your strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. Right? Two commandments, one word in love. I believe that it does tug on God's heart. It, it, it opens up his eyes and he's inclined uh, to move. So, this one came to mind when Job, blessed, uh, Job was blessed double when he prayed for his friends. Right? If you remember, his friends talked about him. They were trying to say that uh, it was his fault that he became sick and uh, he lost all his wealth and all those things like that. And Job still prayed for those people, even though they, they talked about him. Uh he had to be loving people uh in order for him to do that. And God moved on his behalf and he was blessed with double. Hannah was was barren, right? If you remember, she she was Samuel's mother. She she couldn't have children, and she petitioned to God and to say, Hey, if you bless me with a child, I'm gonna dedicate him back to you for all his days. That's loving God enough to give her a child, one that she she didn't have, but when she gave birth gave it to him. And so God moved uh, and blessed her with a child. The next one, if you remember, Solomon prayed for wisdom. When you go back and, and look at the scriptures, he prayed for wisdom to lead God's people. It wasn't about him trying to obtain uh, uh, wisdom to get wealth or to be some, uh, get some sort of status, but it was all about God's people and trying to lead them and do what's, what's best for them. So these are three examples that I saw where loving God and loving people uh, would benefit would benefit us uh, as, as believers in Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and see what the law. So when I look through the scriptures, there were different types of different types of love, but there were four, four main uh, types that I wanted to talk about. Uh, this one is pronounced uh, arrows. Right? This is a, a Greek for romantic love, right? Everybody likes a little romantic love, right? This one's uh, pronounced storge, right? Storge, this is a family type of love, right? With, with parents to children. We see that with uh, Mary and Martha uh, towards Lazarus. This next one is philia, right? Kind of think about Philadelphia. This one is a, a, a brotherly, brotherly love. Brotherly love type of love, right? This is the the love that that God requires in Romans twelve and ten. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. Thank you, Jesus, for this one, right? That means basically I don't have to put up with your mess, right? We don't we don't have to operate in what the misconception of agape love. Sometimes uh, unregenerate people would think that you're supposed Christians are just supposed to take anything. You're supposed to do anything they can uh misguide you, mistreat you uh and do those things and just because you're you're a Christian uh that you don't you have to put up with it. But as a as a brother, just as if in your your biological brother, you would tell him uh when he's wrong, you would let him know what's on your mind. You wouldn't just say accept any your thing because there is a standard that we have to have to uh, obtain, right? A God, this is the, the one sister Michelle talked about, right? This is God's God's divine love. This is uh this is God this is you have to have the spirit to even want to even want to look at this one to even want to uh, uh try to attempt at, at coming to uh at come trying to operate in this there's no way that you could operate uh in that with your flesh there's no no way at all you would you would get hurt <laughs> trying to trying to prove something uh to somebody with that and this is this kind of in thinking about this one this one moves me to uh, think about when it comes to loving your enemies, right? Because so that's always, always a, a, a hard uh, topic to talk, to, to talk about, to move through, to understand, to, to comprehend. But uh, through that, it is through, through God's uh, divine um, wisdom, through his, his Word, that He was able to open up something for me that would kind of help. Um, in operating in, in operating in this, can I get two people to help me out? You might help me out for a second, uh, Pastor Tim. Yeah, just stand up here for me. I got one more person for me. Appreciate it, James. Thank you, sir. So James, Jane, James for us, he's going to be—he's God, right? He represents the Father, right—the Creator, the Almighty. Now Pastor Tim, it doesn't represent the devil, but he's going—he. Appreciate that. <laughs> He's going he's gonna to represent an unsaved person that works for the devil. Now, I'm playing. <laughs> he work, he's he's uh, serving as an unsaved person. Now, as a, as a, a person that's, that's born, we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, so I'm on this side from birth. But when I accept God's love, I come over to be with my father. See, over here, this is where we kind of get it mixed up. When we're with, with our father, This is where we have access to the the blessings. We have access to the anointing. We have uh, access to everything that he wants to give us. But as a sinner, the love is still the same. The love is still the same that he has uh, for, for both of us. And when he sent Jesus on the scene, remember, Jesus came to fulfill the law. Before, it was an eye for an eye. So if my enemy did something to me, I can fight back. We can fuss. We can do whatever. But in God's eye, these is two kids fussing. Because his love is still the same. There's, there's no difference. His love uh, is, is, the same, is the same for us. So, so the, the love is still this love is still the same for for both of us. And when, when we fuss, it's it's a it's a it's actually something that that goes against what God is, is designed for us to do. So he requires me to operate in love. When I operate in love, this is how I'm, I'm able to be like my father. This is what he desires. So in other words, I'm the mature child, and this is why he asked me to, to show love to him because he's still showing his love. So I had to, I had to understand that from my, from my kids, actually, because when they would retaliate at each other, I didn't, it didn't matter who was right or who was wrong. I just didn't want them fussing and arguing. So as the father, I had to step in as the good judge and decide who was right, who needed to go to their room, who needed to put up the toys, who needed to take a nap, who needed to do what. So this is what happens when, when it comes to us loving our, our enemies. And so when we show love to our enemies, we're actually operating in the love as our, as our father asked us to do. Amen, is that all right? Amen. Praise God, thank you guys. Thank you guys for that. Lord be to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. So there are a, a few different things with the perspective of love um, that I want to kind of just go over, uh, just some practical applications of this. Colossians 3 and 12 says, Therefore, uh, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So love is, is what holds us uh, together. When we think about uh, love from the beginning, right, God is love. And he showed his love even before when it was Adam and Eve uh, in the garden. When it comes to Adam, he spoke everything in existence. But he showed love by putting his hands on him, by blowing the, the breath of life in his, in, his, in his body. And so that being, if God is love, and if he made him in his image, then Adam was was love as well. But when sin came about, sin cut the love cord. That's why we can have today. People can just blow up, uh, set bombs, go up, shoot someone on the street uh, because of sin that separated uh, that love separate the love that separates from us, right? In uh, Romans 8 and 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of God? So, there's a God's love is, is on us, it has to be a separation from it. it doesn't say who can, who can take it away, uh, who can discard it. There's a separation, meaning that God's love is, is all on you. There's no e- escaping it. There's no nothing that you can do, there's nothing that, that, that you can say that would take God's love away from, away from you, and that's, as a reminder, even for myself, I have to remind that, because sometimes you make mistakes, sometimes you miss the mark, sometimes you don't, uh, show the enemy love, sometimes you don't pray for them, you don't want to, you don't feel like it, uh, and I still have to understand that, you know what, even in my shortcomings, that I, I understand that God's love is still there, that I can, I can repent, I can fall on my knees, and come back, and he will accept me, uh, into right status, and that's, that's good for me, because, you don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to stay feeling defeated. You don't have to have to stay uh, uh, feeling like less than. You don't have to stay where you're um, feeling like you're not accepted. You can always return back, return back to God's love. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved, what you've done. That's that's His love. That's that falls into that agape love uh, that we need. As, me, as I'm say me, as much as I mess up. God knows that I need that agape love. And it's so good that we can go to a father that's not judging us, that doesn't try to make us conform uh, into what someone thinks is cool or the latest trend and fad, but he's an unchanging God that we know that if if we stay in his word, uh, that we can come back and he covers us and he accepts us wholeheartedly. Glory be to God. I remember uh, even a, a apostle talked about it before With when it comes to, to couples. They were couples that he would counsel, uh, and they would say, well, we love each other. But um, they would say, well, do you want to fight for your marriage? If they say they don't want to want the marriage, they would end it. But was interesting, because they loved each other, that love is still what kept them close. That love is what keeps us as Christians, keeps you coming to the church every Sunday keeps you uh, on your knees, that love for God keeps you chasing after him. When times when you don't feel close to him, that that you will pull out your word, that you will pray, that you will throw your hands up and just say, thank you, Father. That it's the love that keeps you connected with him. Next thing, one of the principles of of love is that it, it never ends. Right, Romans 13 and 8 says, Oh no man, nothing but love. When we hear the scripture, most of the time we hear it uh in relation to money, uh, which is is true, but on the back end of that, just you, to owe love. There's no point where uh, well, I'm just done with them. Well, you know, I I'm I'm done loving them. We still gonna owe love, whether it's uh if it's someone that did us wrong or whether uh, or not, but again, at the same time keeping them in balance that we can still show show mercy. And still operate in that brotherly love uh, at the same time. If we are uh, hurt and confused by by someone, and the second principle is that uh, love gives. We we know this one, right? God God gave His only begotten Son. That uh, there was no uh, no greater sacrifice than than that. And that's the that's the same one of the same principle that we can use is that when we say we love someone, we 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 got to give something. It doesn't have to be be money, right? It could it could be time, it could be words, it could be something that you're gonna give uh, to to show your love. Once you, it's I know with me sometimes on our schedules we uh we get so so busy with different things and there sometimes she she's got to say hey where where you at? Because I I may haven't given the time or I haven't. Uh, been there mentally, you know, and so it's that the times where I hadn't really given anything. I'm just going to be honest, because there are times, like I said, when I miss it, but um, we still continue uh, to, to press forward. And the third one is uh, the, the action, right? Right, 3 and 18, let us not love in, in words or talk, but in deed and in truth, right? So that's the action that goes back uh, today you, you've got to do something uh, to show your love. You can't just just say, well, hey, I, I, I love you, or hey, or even when it comes to our, our children. right? We've got to do something. We can't just push them in the corner and say, play your game. We've got to do something uh, in deed and in truth. We, got, we can't lie about it. It's awesome that because God is love, and love and truth is in love, right? It all boils down and comes, comes together and works itself out. You can't have one, one without the other. And the last last nugget here, uh, the power of love, the power of love. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. It's because of the love that you have for God, going back to, to loving him with all your might and all your strength and all your heart, because of the love that you have for him, he will realign things in your favor. He will open up doors for you. He has the king's heart in his hand, so he can he can move on behalf of you to touch somebody's heart to bless you with something, and all because of because you love God. All because of of your love. The last thing I want to I want to read, and we're gonna be finishing up in a couple of minutes. Is first John four and seven. First John four and seven. And the word of God says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we, ought, we also ought to love one another. So this is this is the thing that I, I do wanna just leave with you as we wrap up. God has has extended his love to all of us. It doesn't matter if, if we, we're saved now to those that are not saved. And because he's extended his love to us, that's what we owe out to others. Sometimes it's not hard. Sometimes it's not going to be pretty. Sometimes it's not going to feel good. But the, the bottom line, the commandment that he's given us is love. And it goes back to the, the first scripture when the man asked him, what could he do? What could he had, do to have eternal life? And the one word that they just kept showing up was love. And it's amazing that just that, that one word, it could, it could be an easy word, but it could be a hard word too. But it's, it's not something that's too hard that I would allow to keep me from seeing my father. I don't want to allow that. I don't want to allow pride or selfishness or what people think about me to keep to keep for me to hold on to that to to not allow that to keep me from from seeing my father mm-hmm. I would rather get things right in my heart I would rather make amends with whoever I, I've hurt or whoever has hurt me I wouldn't hold on to to any grudges I wouldn't hold on to uh unbelief I'd rather just let it go if it's going to be a hindrance from from being obedient and doing what my father says cuz it can cost you it can cost you something to hold on and that's that's a high price that that I do not want to pay so again love is is everything with it Again, it's the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and it can be hard. But it's it's no different than any other commands that our Father asks us to do. And because we love him is why we choose to to be obedient and follow after him and keep his word. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encourages you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina, 28079 or on the web c3churchnc.org or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org